One, two, three. Welcome to Required Reading. This week we're talking about My Friend Dahmer, a graphic novel illustrated by Bert Backdurf. Bert Durf. Durf. Durf Backdurf. I've almost pretended like I've gotten this down. Um, a graphic novel from 2012, which has been made into a, well, they say major motion picture. It's been made into a, a motion picture. Major strong. Uh, I'm your host, Nick Hoffman, and on the panel we have... Oliver Schubert. Connor Self. And Marshall Grisick. So, uh, this is a, obviously a different cast than we usually have, and the reason it is, is because... Term three in American Experiment, we assign graphic novels, and the students get to pick from a list, and every year we take some away, we add some new ones, and this year, uh, for the second year running, uh, My Friend Dahmer was chosen, and it's one of the more popular selections uh, across the board. Uh, so if you have not read it, uh, does someone want to give a plot synopsis? Um, well, the movie is about, of course, Jeffrey Dahmer through yep. his high school career. It starts sophomore early sophomore year goes throughout his whole end of senior year and this it basically talks about his friendships and his and his family life and what what he went through and how he really evolved into this serial killer i guess yeah that's great so as people who you know have read the book and i mean the, i tried watching the movie i found the movie kind of it's, boring yes it's, it's, yeah it is it's all those things um what drew you to this book what made you interested in this book i think probably most of all the art style was the most intriguing part of what brought me into it um just like the extreme use of dark coloring specifically like I mean, black ink is really expensive to use in books, and there's a lot of black ink in here, and just the dark imagery in all the panels is just so interesting. Yeah. Um, you want to go? Um, and I'm the guy before I read a book, I read the summary. I know it's probably a little frowned upon, but <laughs> I like to know what I'm getting into, and I just found it interesting how it's almost as he's viewed as the victim. In reality, he's a serial killer. He's not a great man. <laughs> but it talks about how he was affected and how he turned into this man. And it's almost like he's the one that's... He's not getting any blame at all when he should be. And they're treating him because the media portrays these people, like Ted Bundy, all this new era of killers. They're like celebrities and not as much... Batman yeah. as they should be. Yep. Yeah, and it's a lot of the other books, like Batman, Superman, not an actual American history. Well, like Jeffrey Dahmer in a comic book was American history. And it was interesting to read something different that not a lot of people actually like read about or hear about. Yeah, I mean, and you know, I got into it. There's a podcast I listened to called Last Podcast on the Left, and they did a whole series on him. And like, he seems so monstrous, right? Like, mm -hmm. you know, um, I remember when I was in second grade was when the trial was going on. And like, you know, he's the, the like Wisconsin, the Milwaukee cannibal, right? Yeah, yeah. He's the dude that has heads in his refrigerator and a, a magical blue bucket that dissolves bodies. And like, he was a high schooler at one point, right? Like that that's the yeah. thing that drew me to it, which is, and like the title itself is supposed to be 
like a hook, right? To call Jeffrey Dahmer your friend is a very specific thing. And today in class, we talked about the son of Sam and this guy talks to his dog. Like, that's yeah. not what we're talking about here. This was a dude in a high school who happened to have, you know, a very awkward yearbook photo, which is in here, yeah. of Jeff Dahmer. But he was also a person who was sitting in the back of your math class. Like, that that's the other thing. And, you know, I mean, to your point, I don't know whether he's glorified in this or not. He's definitely not a monster in this book. He's, yeah, he's a weird not. kid, uh, a kid who has to drink constantly to even function throughout the day. Because of his family life, and it's just, even like... You said sitting in the back of the ma sitting in the back of the classroom, he'd make these weird noises. He'd fake ticks, yeah. just to get people's attention and just to he'd kind of make up his own personality, just so he could have so-called friends. Yeah, and he was like the class clown, just for attention. And when he went home, there was no attention. There was a bad family life, bad household. It was just it was awful. And everyone thought that he was just this normal kid that just wanted attention. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I mean, like, we, I think part of us in our nature wants to be able to fix something, right? Like, and so I think what this book does really well is it calls into question, was there a way to prevent this or to fix this or what? Because, you know, Jeff Dahmer showed a lot of the signs early on, but is also his parents clearly didn't give <laughs> any attention to it yeah, whatsoever. Like, like his dad destroyed his, his hut with all his animal, like his dissolved animals and like, his dad cared about him in a way because he wanted him to start lifting weights and finding a different hobby, but they didn't care enough to pay attention to his just everyday life. And that, like, the negligence from his parents is what made him the attention seeker. It's probably what made him to be what he is today. Probably. Well, I mean, like, I love how, how simply he said, you know, he had a hut full of animal bones. <laughs> and you're because there's also that part of it too like this is just standard advice if you have a significant other other or something and there's just a room you're not allowed in you Go know in. tell someone yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we talked to JC in the garage it's, you know if Dahmer has a magic cave of skulls you know that's something you should bring up with someone um, and talk so right just casually um, bring it up in small talk with your friends <laughs> So TikTok, is this strange? <laughs> the second, if there's a post on Reddit or TikTok and it asks, is this strange? The answer is always yes. <laughs> Especially Reddit. That's right. That's right. Um, so I, I guess we can get a little bit into this minutia. Um, you said it goes over about an 18-month, two-year period, right? From a sophomore year through a senior year. Yeah. Um, and Dahmer, of course, goes to prom just to eat cheeseburgers like you do. <laughs> um, are there any, like, events in it that stand out? The um just, just in general, or I mean, we can talk about the art style. The art style is remarkable to me. It's huge. Um, so, the art style, I guess. Let's talk about the art style. It's kind of subtle throughout most of the book. It's just showing Dahmer and Dahmer throughout his high school career, and then just like suddenly, some pages just show Dahmer, like if he's faking a tick. It'll just show a super close up of him in the face, mm -hmm. like spit flying everywhere, and then just him doing whatever he wants. Yeah, we we should we should also just talk about like how Dahmer looks at this because Dahmer yeah. was like a big dude, like not just that he was tall, but like you said, his dad's like, you need a hobby. Here's a bunch of weights. Mm -hmm. It's <laughs> which I mean, ironically, he's beaten to death in prison by weight. Um, <laughs> but like, there is this kind of idea, like. 
you know, future criminal, you need to be stronger. Um, but like, so you can just imagine him because it describes him drinking. It's like in a dark room, just lifting weights while chugging beer. But the way it's illustrated here is you almost never see his eyes, right? He's mm -hmm. almost always in shadow. Mm -hmm. he, he has these giant kind of 80s glasses, which are like 90% of the way to aviators. But that just allows them to obscure his eyes. It's almost like that signal that there's evil behind these lenses, but it's not there yet, yeah. right? It's Hitler and school, right? Like, it's just, <laughs> there's just something wrong, but there's just waiting for that one break. And for him, that one break was the jogger, which mm -hmm. shows up it's, over and yeah. over and over again, which is great. Like, the way they do it, I think, is very effective. And something else really interesting about the art style is that in a lot of um, panels, he's shown as, like, a really kind of almost short scrawny kid and then in like two or three panels over he'll be this massive built like linebacker mm -hmm. it's very contradictory and it's almost confusing well and it's the way they do it right like because when he's slouching his shoulders are brought together his body is down and then occasionally all that Durf has to do is have him stand up to his full height and roll his shoulders back yeah it's almost like the art house trying to convince the reader like tell them how he's feeling like if he's mentally strong but like physically weak you'll see that in the way it's drawn and it's it's interesting it's interesting <laughs> yeah yeah i mean i can leave this whole discussion i want you guys to yeah, yeah. to tell me where to go um so like scenes that stood out yeah the the main one that really stood out it's near the end it's when Dahmer has the body in the back of his car, mm -hmm. and it's uh, Bachdorf portrays it as it's just pitch black outside because it, it was nighttime. But he just like it's full pitch black, and then suddenly you see the cop lights, and then the cop is shining the light in Dahmer's eyes, and that's like really all you see. It's like the white part of the panel, and then it's like, is he gonna, is he gonna catch him? But like we know he's not gonna catch him because mm -hmm. he got away. But it's like the suspense that you want him to find the body, but then once Dahmer gets away, you're like, like what could they have done? Like a what if? It's the one of the biggest what ifs in U.S. history. Well, right, and then just for you guys who are out there, it's a hitchhiker he kills, yeah. right? And he's on his way to a rock concert, and it's just this. And we 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 brought this up at the beginning, but there's almost this question: like at any point he could have been stopped. Anyone could have stopped the the rest of the murders from happening, yeah. mm -hmm. and no one does. And there's this question: Is it luck? Is it the system? Is it that no one cares enough about this one kid? Right? Like, and again, I've taught for a long time, and there's oftentimes that goofball in the back of the class. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, no one's Jeffrey Dahmer, hopefully, <laughs> but at the same time, like, at what point do you step in? I don't know. Like, and, and that, that, that's the fear of this book. The fear of this book is, is that weird kid who's about to graduate okay? Like, is he going to be what he was, like, as a, as a serial killer? Or... or, or I mean, like, you go to college now, or you're an adult. You don't have to go to college. Mm -hmm. You now have access to alcohol all the time if you want. Yeah, I mean, yeah. that was what keep... The only thing that kept Dahmer at all sane was the regularity of showing up to school in the morning and going home in the afternoon. Yeah. Yeah. Question. Sure. Um, do y'all think Durf, back Durf, I don't know how you pronounce that, but uh, you're fine. <laughs> um, do you think he was trying to glorify Dahmer or showing a call for help and trying to convince others to help each other? Or what do y'all think the purpose behind him writing this book? Um, 
I think he was he wasn't glorifying him. He was showing how I guess Dahmer we could have he could have avoided all this killing. I mean, I don't, I don't really know, but he's he's showing how Dahmer was paid attention to at school, but also how it contradicted at home where he was his parents just did not want to pay attention to him. They were worried about too many other things. Isn't that that ties into his Dahmer's fan club mm -hmm. when they made this fan club about him just to kind of gaze at Dahmer's fake fake acts or fake ticks, I guess. Yeah. yeah. And I think that if he had gotten help from anyone from uh, a parent or a counselor or a therapist, then all of this would have been avoided. Um, the killings, the drinking, the family problems, everything would have been avoided. Um, but nobody cared to help the weird kid in the back out. Nobody cared where he was going to go after he left high school. Nobody cared about him. And I think that it kind of starts at the, the animals dissolving in acid mm -hmm. to where it's like he's kind of getting a feel for... Well, he picked up roadkill, so he didn't really kill him. Mm -hmm. But he, he's getting a feel for dismembering the body and like looking through and like one weird quote he said in the book was i like studying the bones which was kind of ironic because then when he actually killed someone he would dismember their body yeah i mean if you so, ever see someone dismembering roadkill i suggest getting someone out see something say something say something i mean and that's i think i mean to answer the question myself i think part of it is a kind of gen x kind of we did it today in class. Uh, you know, do you know where your children are? Like, yeah. at what point is he different from any other weird kid in class? Yeah. And, like, that's the line. And so I think they intentionally draw him as much more mundane, much more putting on a face of humanity, maybe to dissuade his own guilt. Maybe I should have been the one to say something. I don't think he ever comes out and says it. Mm. Um I mean, but like the way it's first described is he was a nobody, one of those shy kids who turned into social invalids when the first blast of adolescence hit, meekly accepted their fate and then became invisible, right? Yeah. And one of the things, I mean, he's been diagnosed with everything because you want Jeffrey Dahmer to be broken. You don't want him to be just, well, he was a perfectly rational individual who just decided to eat a bunch of people. Uh, but one of the things he has is borderline personality disorder. And one of the conditions of borderline personality disorder is um, let's say you have a friend who comes out as ADD. Well, now you're ADD because you adopt those symptoms, yeah. right? And so he was around a guy who was schizophrenic yeah. and who had the Tourette's tick. Mm -hmm. So he emulated that and then he realized, oh, that gets me attention, right? Oh. Like at a certain, like he has no internal morality, but what he wants to do is get that positive feedback. And those kinds of guys make great class clowns. Yeah. But the thing was, he also had no touch for humanity. At a certain point, a bully realizes, oh, I'm being an asshole. But if you have borderline personality disorder, you just don't. You just keep seeking that attention. Um, and so the second you have a, a gay friend, you're bisexual because that means, oh, I'm like them. They're popular. I have to emulate that activity. Yeah. And so for Dahmer, the only way you could keep those psychotic thoughts down was drinking and getting that attention positively. The second he can't get that anymore because they graduate, yeah. he's just cut loose. And he knew exactly that there were things about him that were not right. I mean, he, when he was watching a jogger go by his house every day and he knew that he was gay and he would just sit down and be like, this isn't right, I need to stop this. And that's when he started drinking. He 
tried to kill a dog once and let it go, and that would be the last time that he ever showed mercy to an animal or anyone. Yeah. And he knew things were wrong, so he started drinking to keep those thoughts down. Yeah, it's just really interesting to see like these two contrasting personalities. He has his exterior personality, which everybody else sees, but then he has his real internal self. It's like deranged psycho. Yeah. yeah. Well, and again, like, I just, I remember the trial. Like, and you can look at pictures of him, like, coming out of, like, you know, his his photo, him walking in out of court. Mm-hmm. He doesn't look like a man. Like, you want someone to look like Charlie Manson, where he's carved a swastika in his forehead. Mm-hmm. He looks like a madman. Yeah. Uh, Richard Chase looks that way. No, he's just kind of a blonde, boring accountant-looking guy. <laughs> he's kind of tall. He has cro- close-cropped blonde hair. Clean shaven with glasses, like he doesn't look crazy. He's oh, but he's got a guy. yeah, but he's got a pile of crazy in him, and mm-hmm. that's important. It almost it almost reminded me of Ted Bundy, how yeah. it's like he looked, like Ted Bundy was seen as this attractive man on on the outside, but on the inside he's faking injuries and just faking all sorts of stuff, letting people help put groceries into his car just so he can kill him. Yeah, yeah, I think that's a good way to put it. Um. Other things that stood out to you, guys? Mm-hmm. Um, like the, I guess the, again, the art. Mm-hmm. He just looks depressed the whole, the whole story. It's just, he never really, he never has a smile. Even when he gets a date during the dance, he's always like, I don't want to be here. And I don't want to do this because I guess he just wants to get over with life because he has nothing good to do. Yeah. yeah, and I think one of the interesting things is is that m- one of the only times that he ever smiles throughout the entire book is when somebody falls and almost breaks their arm, mm-hmm. and he just starts laughing at them because he thinks it's the funniest thing in the world. Yeah, yeah. and I mean that's such a good example because like the, the old story was uh, comedy is or uh, tragedy is when I get hit like fall off my bike. Comedy is when you get hit by a car, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but like the, the saying was that a sociopath would see someone get hit by a car and know that they're supposed to call an ambulance, but not care a psychopath just doesn't care and that's kind of it right he knows that on a movie someone who gets hurt it's funny right if you're watching a comedy and Jim Carrey gets hit by the van it's it's, it's supposed to be funny but he can't separate the fact that if it actually happens to someone you're supposed to react yeah, he doesn't know the difference between reality and virtual reality and uh, do you all think these mental issues were solely from his childhood or do you think was he born a killer or made a killer? I think he was made a killer. Yeah. I, I think he had real mental issues, probably from birth, mm-hmm. that then evolved into something else. Yeah. Because, I mean, they're, they're... I mean, we don't have to get into who he was or whatever, but, like, eventually he worked for a chocolate factory, like Willy Wonka, who also probably <laughs> murdered people. Um, <laughs> the Ambrosia Chocolate Factory. And again, while he was there... Having a nine to five, he was good. Okay, he was. Mm-hmm. He started killing people there. But when he was at work, apparently he was a good employee. Could you give him requirements? He could be fine. I think at a certain point, probably right around when he returned from Germany, he was in the military for a bit. It breaks. But what's interesting about this book is it shows him on that knife's edge. Yeah. Like at any moment, he could be okay. He could not be okay. Um, and one of the things you see when you have a mental illness and you start taking a lot of drugs or drinking a lot mm-hmm. is him trying to control himself. This is, it's little self-medication and he's self-medicating this whole time. If only he had the real stuff, he might've been okay, yeah. but he never gets it. And so. he develops these like 
horrendous habits to cope with his stress and mental issues. And I think these habits just keep getting worse and they go to the next level, then the next level, and then they just keep getting worse. And then he's unhelpable at that point. <laughs> yeah, totally. and I, I think one mm -hmm. of the biggest turning points, if not the biggest turning point in the book was when they're fishing, when him and yeah. him and Bacter are fishing, yeah. and Dahmer catches a fish, and everyone seems happy, like that he caught a fish, and then he takes out the knife, and, every, and they're thinking he's gonna he's gonna cut off, cut the fish off the line, and the next thing you know, he's just like slaughtering this fish. He's yeah. just it, chopping it up into pieces, and Bacter is just so surprised by what Dahmer did because he doesn't actually know who Dahmer was. He's not like just carefully cutting into the fish. He's like yes. hacking at that he's thing. Like, he's yeah. dismembering it completely. Like you can't tell that it's a fish by the time he's done with it. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, mental illness, uh, serial killers often have the triad, uh, which is bedwetting into like adolescence, uh, fires, and hurting animals and this goes from him his dad was a chemist and he was like oh my my son there is uh, interested in chemistry like i am oh here's some chemical oh you're dissolving bones well at least they're already dead and there's a oh gosh oh gosh um listen to this Tom Phillips interview i'm my accent my impersonation is not too far but you know at the end you have this like you said first he's mutilating the fish and you realize he doesn't see it as a thing he sees it as an object like literally an yeah. object, which then becomes the hitchhiker very quickly. Oh. Um, and I think um, going back to what you said about the um, knife's edge, I think that turning point for him falling off that edge is um, graduating from high school. Right. He no longer has that safety of school. He no longer has uh, hundreds of people or hundreds of eyes on him, people watching him, making sure that he's not going to do anything bad. Um, he has no, He has no one to fall back on. Right. Yeah, I mean... Well, I mean, I would contrast it, to me, with the scene of them going to prom. Which, mm -hmm. it's, to me, it's so perfect ritualistic thing, right? Like, going to prom, homecoming, it's, it's a fun event. Mm -hmm. Some people don't want to really go, but you go to hang out with your friends and get pictures and dress up. And it's such an American thing that is an American part of an American graduation ceremony. So, of course he goes. And he's going with a date, which again, I don't know how you come back from being <laughs> Jeff Dahmer's prom date, yeah. but I'm sure there's a woman somewhere who has one hell of a boring story to tell. He <laughs> wanted to be interesting, yeah. but apparently but he just sat in his gremlin and ate cheeseburgers just, uh, the whole time. Which and just uh, left, just left after. Just like, <laughs> it's like it's like the idea of him getting attention. He likes that better than physically having to talk to someone and continue a conversation. <laughs> well, and that's just it. Like, he wasn't an asshole. He didn't make a scene. No. He wasn't a drunken wreck and the dean sends him home. No, he was just like, I'm bored with this. I'm just going to get some cheeseburgers and just you know, <laughs> chill yeah. out. Yeah. Right? Like, again, like, there, there are rituals here that the seniors have been graduating for three weeks now. Yeah. But, yeah. like, the idea that I'm going to go to Senior Beach and then just leave, you're just like, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> There's something to the ritual. Yeah. Um... But anyway, so uh, I guess before we leave, um, this, does this kind of book interest you? Would you be, does this make you want to read more graphic novels, true crime? What do you feel like? Personally, I love graphic novels, so this was just such a different type of graphic novel than I usually read. It was 
I, I probably wouldn't read something along these lines like on a daily basis, but it was definitely fun to mix it up a little bit, and it was something like if you want a change of pace, definitely this is something to read. Yeah, I mean, usually when you're um, reading a book about these killers or something, it's just a biography, you yeah. know, giving facts and details, but this is like putting yourself in his shoes practically, and with the images it gives you just a better and better representation so i did like the book yeah and i'm this is one of my first graphic novels i read except for like little children's books sure like this is the first bigger one i guess and it interested me because it was no it was short it was a short book but with a lot of information in it and you were able to read it quickly quickly while processing a lot and especially when it's on an interesting topic that you know a little about mm -hmm. It's, I, I liked it personally. And the pictures and like the facial expression and his body, it's it's basically giving more words. It's not just the words on the page that are telling the story, it's his stature, the way he's interacting with these people. Mm -hmm. totally. In a lot of graphic novels, like uh, specifically, Batman has just way too many words, too many paragraphs. It, it's not even a graphic novel at that point. This one has, it's just, you are looking at the images and it's getting the point across and yeah. it's perfect. And it allows us to have a conversation like this because the book can be portrayed differently because mm -hmm. there's not as many words, there's pictures. And it's like a painting. You can think of it however yeah. you want and people go differently with it. Yeah, I mean, I, I've read, you know, a few true crime books over my day. I mean, one I've read most recently is probably uh, Deviant, which is about a Dean. But like, you know, they spent a little bit of time in his childhood, but they want to get to the murders. This is different to me because like, you know, we haven't even gotten to him turning people into zombies yet. And that's, that's crazy. Yeah. So this is just about the making of a madman, mm -hmm. um, which you don't get. And like you said, like the interesting thing is the art style is so simple. Right, like you were talking about Batman. Batman uses all the ink. Yeah. You know, Neil Adams just passed away, and that man could use 256 colors in every frame. This is not only that it's black and white, but like the shadows get more complex the further the story goes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like it does. It's like a, almost like a Franco-Belgian comic. Like it's it's very basic drawing, almost silly, almost comedic, but you realize there's that darkness there, and I think that's what makes it work to me. I'd never read anything like this. Um, and that's what makes it remarkable. Yeah. I, I'd say I recommend it. Yeah. One more thing I want to add is just, it's pretty interesting how Durf decided to name this book My Friend yeah. Dahmer. Still classifying him as his friend. Yeah, it's it's weird because the last, it wasn't, technically it wasn't part of the book, but the last couple pages was when he actually finds out that Dahmer was a serial killer. And it's just crazy how so many people found out and recognized that this kid sitting in the back of the classroom making fake tick noises and everyone was laughing at him at one point mm -hmm. was now trial on trial for killing yeah. tons of people yeah 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 and it's like one of those things like do you say like oh i always knew he was one of the bads well then why didn't yeah. you say yeah. anything <laughs> damn it like he's like because that that's the other thing too that we, we we spent time on already but it does such this great job of saying there were people around him constantly yeah you know it's not like he was a guy who never showed up for school he was drunk sometimes but he was there in french class or <laughs> yeah. whatever <sighs> um so yeah i think it's great i, I recommend it i think I should, i'll keep it on the list would you guys recommend the book i yeah, definitely, yeah, definitely recommend it well, great. Well, thanks for coming out. Um, I've been Nick Hoffman. 
I'm Oliver. I'm Connor. And I'm Marshall. Thanks for listening, and uh, we'll be back um, next week. Thanks. <laughs>